And I promise you, there's nobody in Monroe County who's going to have the title of my sermon this morning. Probably not going to be many people in the state of Kentucky is going to have my title this morning. Probably not too many people in the United States is going to have the title of my sermon this morning. Okie dokie. John 16, 31. God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. The Word of God says, Do you now believe, Jesus replied, a time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. In the world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer this morning. Lord, we thank you for this time of being at your house. You know, we thank you for knowing that you can help give us what we need in our lives. And Lord, if we become more centered upon you and listen to your call and understand your will, dear Lord, that you can help our lives be where they need to be. Just bless us today, dear Lord, as we do our very best to share the word that you have laid upon our heart. In your holy and sweetest name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So that in me you may have peace. Okie dokie. One of the things we all can agree on today, and we've talked about this for the past few Sundays, and it's just been a thought that just will not leave my mind. And as I was thinking about it this past week and thinking about something to share with you all this morning, one of the things I believe we all can agree upon, we all have troubles, don't we? We all experience situations in our lives, things that seem to control us, things that have power upon us and control upon us. We would love for all of us to say this morning that we have complete peace, right? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great to say that we all have peace of mind? Wouldn't it be great to be able to say that we are truly living that okie-dokie life, right? That everything is good, that everything is where it needs to be in our lives. But we know one thing, and we talked a whole lot about this this morning during Sunday school, as long as we live, the devil's going to do his very best to bring us down. Amen? And he's going to use every weapon he has in his arsenal to do that. He has no boundaries, does he? He will do anything to you, he will do anything to your family. He will do anything to our world. He will do to anything to people around about you to cause you to have pain and anxiety, won't he? And he will throw things into your life that you have no idea why they have to be there and things in your life that causes you to step back for just a moment and try to take a deep breath, but sometimes that breath is hard to come by, isn't it? When you experience those things that the devil throws at you and the arrows that he is shooting at you, what do you do? Well, I truly believe, and you've amen me before on this, and you can do it again. I believe that God is stronger than the devil. Amen? I believe God can overcome the devil. But how can we make sure we live that life? 
How can we have that understanding? I know one thing in my life that there is nothing the devil can do to me that can take away my salvation. Amen? But how do I keep on living with all of these things? How do I keep on living when all of these things are constantly rained down upon me by the devil? I fix the situation. I don't know about you all, but it, this happens in mine and Sheila's family. Maybe it does you. You fix one thing and get five in replacement. Amen? Makes you think to yourself, do I really need to replace that, fix that one thing, right? Because something else is happening. But that happens in your life. Those things that just rain down upon you. Now, some of you have heard me say this before, but my daddy was a United Methodist pastor for over 30 years. And Dad saw just about everything. And he's told me just about everything that can go on in a church. And one thing about my dad was this. Anytime you met him, only two people here that ever met my daddy was myself and Sheila, so she'll, you, you can go ask her after church if this is true. But anytime you met my daddy, he had a smile on his face. Didn't matter where he was. Didn't matter what was going on. It really used to get on my last nerve when he was whipping me and he was smiling at the same time. But he smiled all the time. He just did. That, that was my daddy, no matter what was going on. And one of my daddy's favorite words to say about everything, I think you've already figured out what it was, don't you? It's okie-dokie. Dad, how are you this morning? I'm okie-dokie. Dad, how are you tonight? Okie-dokie. Dad, how you feel? What's the answer? Okie-dokie. Dad, what's going on in your life? Everything's okie-dokie. And Dad just sort of lived by that. And I heard that word over and over and over and over again. And Dad was even okie-dokie when things were bad. That's hard, isn't it? When things are rough in your life for you to say, I'm okie-dokie. I'm okie-dokie. I asked my dad one time why he said that word. Why he used that word constantly over and over again. And dad said, you know, son, I do have bad times. I do have rough times. But I'm okie-dokie. Are you ready for this? Because I have peace in God. Well, that's deep, isn't it? Because I have peace in God. How do you know that? How can you be okie-dokie? Wouldn't you like to be okie-dokie? And no matter what's going on in your life, wouldn't you be able to, wouldn't it be great for you to know, I have peace in God and whatever that is, that is what I am going to rely upon and grow upon and strive to be more on God's will and doing God's way in my life. If I just learn how to have that peace. But how do you do that? Do you realize there's things in your life that want to control you? Things that are with you every day. Things that you just... Hold on to things that weigh you down. And they're there with you. 
I truly believe that God wants you to live a life that's free of all of those weights of sin. Amen? That God wants you to be able to let go of all those things that hinders your life. All of those things that just bring you down. I've heard some people say, you know, those people are aging gracefully. A lot of people look at me and go, well, Brother Paul, you're just aging, right? Because there's been a lot of things in my life that have dragged me down, haven't it, you? That puts a few, I've always said, people say, how old are you? And I'll say, well, do you want to know my actual age or my road miles, right? Road miles are a lot higher. Because of all those things that have happened in your life and things that have just dragged you down. And the old devil knows exactly what those are. And the old devil has no problem with using the same thing over and over again, does he? Does not bother him. Doesn't bother him how much it hurts you. So as a Christian, how do we become okie-dokie? How do we live our lives where we can move past these things that weigh us down and these things that bring us down and these things that causes us to be in stress all the time and worry all the time and concerned all the time. How can we move past those things? First of all, I believe we need to replace grudges with encouragement, don't we? You get that part? We need to replace grudges with encouragement. A, a nursing a grudge is a major fact and being unhappy, isn't it? Over in James 5, 9, it says, Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Do not grumble. Let me ask you a question. I'll say it real quiet so you have to listen. Wouldn't it be great that there'd be no more grumbling in the world? Amen? Wouldn't it be great for no more grumbling in your family? Amen? Wouldn't it be great for no more grumbling inside of the church? Amen? And you ready for the last one? Wouldn't it be great if you wouldn't grumble with yourself? Amen? But that's just the life we live, isn't it? It's constant turmoil. And it's constant people trying to tear each other down, holding grudges against each other. And having that saying to themselves, I'm going to tear somebody else down so I feel better about myself. Boy, that hurts, doesn't it? Look at them. They think they're good. Let me knock them down a few little steps. Let me let them know who's in charge. My, my dad... He served a whole lot of churches. And a lot of you remember from the old days of the United Methodist Church. Some of you try to forget those days, but you remember some of those things, don't you? They used to have the Pastor Parish Relationship Committee meeting once a year. What was that? It was the PPR. Well, that was the group of people that got together to decide the preacher came back for another year. And that was usually after, on a Sunday afternoon, got close to the end of school time, where we decided if we were going to stay in the same 
church or not, or if we was going to have to move somewhere else or whatever that may be, if I was going to have to switch schools or whatever that may be. And I remember my dad had a church that was in constant turmoil. People had grudges against each other. There wasn't a whole lot of encouragement. People just wanted to hurt each other and these type of things. And I remember my dad going into that PPR meeting and dad, mom went on home to cook lunch. And you remember what my mom was home cooking? It's going to sound good. Fried chicken, mashed taters, green beans, that chicken gravy. Whoo! I can't go there, can I? No more on that. My mom went home to cook. Dad said, honey, you can stay with me. I said, okay, Dad. If you need me, holler. Daddy looked at me and said, what? It's going to be okie-dokie, huh? It's going to be okie-dokie. I said, okay, I'll be right out here. Well, Dad went into that meeting. I sat out in the hallway. They left the door cracked. Not sure why. But I heard Christian people just tear my daddy apart. This and that and the other and this and that and the other. And it went on and on and on. Now, a lot of you know me pretty well. It took every fiber in my being, not just to charge through that door. And say, listen, you don't talk to my daddy that way. Listen, you don't act that way. You don't say those words to my daddy. But I knew if daddy needed me, he'd what? He'd call for me. Meeting's over. I asked my daddy, is there anything you'd like to say? I'm thinking, daddy, let it go. Bring out the big boys. Let them know what you think. And my daddy looked at every one of them sitting there. And you know what he said? Just want y'all to know, I love you. I think some of those guys that was like really, really tall felt about four foot tall right then. And dad came out and I said, Dad, you okay? Honey, I'm okie dokie. I said, Daddy, how do, you, how do you handle that? Daddy says, you know what, honey? When we make it to heaven, that meeting's not going to mean a single thing. I've tried to live like that. Boy, it's hard. But so often people throw things at you and it's so easy just to what? Throw them back. A lot of people wish in the Bible they'd throw out that one little scripture to turn that what? Turn that other cheek. But that is so easy to stoop to other people's levels, isn't it? Have encouragement. Be the encourager. Well, I'd love to be around encouragers instead of people that grumble all the time, wouldn't you? That's what you need in your life. You need to be able to walk away from all of those other things in your life. Moving along. Don't want to keep you all till supper time or something. Next, don't, don't live in the past. Don't allow your past to control you. 
because that will take away a lot of your peace and a lot of your happiness and will cause you not to say, I am okie-dokie today. One of the things we all can agree on is we all have a past, don't we? Ready for this one? We're, we have all done things we're ashamed we did. We've all said things. We've all acted in ways. We've hurt other people. Things that we wish we didn't have to do. Uh, had to, Things we wish we had never done. One of the things after my experience with my surgeries and everything, Sheila can tell you about it, and some of you have experienced it. For some reason, I've lost some of my memory. Now, I remember when other people start talking about it, and they start telling me about certain things and certain things that was going on during that time. Randy and I were talking one day about a baptizing, and he asked me about it, and he had to start my memory going, and then I remembered that baptizing that it took place. I figured out sometimes that's not too bad right now. Y'all realize that? There's some bad things I'm sure it's in that brain. I can't remember it, but praise be to God, I don't. Amen? Folks, sometimes we just need to erase some of that, don't we? God forgave you. God forgave you of your past. God forgave you of what you did in your past. But there are so many people that just can't get past it, can they? They just stay there. They live in the things that have done and they say to themselves, I cannot change. No, you can't, but God can change you. Right? God can change how you live your life. God can give you that strength and that encouragement and that structure in your life you need. Over in Hebrews 8.12, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Aren't you glad today to know that God is, when He washes you white as snow, He washes you white as snow. He don't bring any of those things up. You ever realize that there is only one person after God forgives you of what you've done in your life? God's not going to bring those back up to you, are they? Uh, is He? The only person that's ever going to bring it back up again is who? Is you. I've heard people pray to God and say, God, forgive me of what I've done. God, forgive me of the sins that I've had in my life. God, forgive me for how I've lived my life. God, take away this sin in my life. And I truly believe when they pray that prayer, they are what? They're forgiven. But then you hear them a couple weeks later praying what? God, forgive me for what I've done. Praise be to God, folks. Don't, don't allow the, the devil wants those things to weigh you down. He don't want to start all over again on you. He wants you to be where he has you. He wants you to be able to know that your past is your past, but your future relies in God. And next, don't waste your time and energy on conditions you cannot change. Don't waste your time and energy on situations 
that you cannot change. Praise be to God today. I believe that God hears every prayer that I pray. Amen? You ever heard anybody say, take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there? That's, that's a struggle, isn't it? Because we want to mess with it. Because when you take your burdens to the Lord and you leave it there, it's the Lord's going to do with your burden what He wants to do, right? But a lot of times we go to pray that prayer, we've already decided what the answer is. It's okay to say yes, because I do that too. God, I'm going to pray to you, but this is how I hope you answer it. God, I'm going to pray to you, and I hope this is the outcome. And then we don't get that outcome, and what do we do? We say, well, God, well, God maybe you didn't hear my prayer, so let's try it again. And God says, well, I've already answered it. You see, sometimes God expects you to do a little bit in this answering prayer thing, doesn't he? He don't expect to do it all. Maybe God's told you to go ask forgiveness. Do you realize something? Even though you're, even though you're saved doesn't mean that you're not going to do everything perfect, does it? You're going to mess up. You're going to have failure from time to time in your life. You are going to struggle. What we have to do as a Christian is we have to say, you know, God, I'm going to bring it to you. Boy, it's hard. I'm going to leave it there. And I'm going to wait because there is just some things in this life that you can't change. I heard a guy the other day talking about somebody owed him some money. And he says, you know what? Next time I see him, I'm going to beat him till you're not going to know who he is anymore. I didn't say this in front of him because, you know, he's talking about beating up people. And, get, and let me tell you something. I really don't want to get, beat, uh, get beaten up. Amen. But I thought to myself, after you beat him up, you think you're going to get your money back? Is that going to help you? We as Christians need to say, God, I'm going to turn it over to you. And, and you know, for, my, for the right reason, Lord, I am turning this over to you. And I am going to leave that there so that my life can be a little okie-dokie. Because you know what? We have what we need. Over in 1 Timothy 6, 8 it says, And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. Praise be to God today that we all have food to eat. If you don't, we have a blessing box, right? Praise be to God we all have a place to go lay our head tonight. Amen? If you don't, we'll help find you a place. Praise be to God, we all have transportation to get here. Amen? Have a life where you say, God, I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm going to do my very best to wait and answer and hear your call. Today, I don't know where you are on the okie-dokie scale. I think about that. She hears me say it every once in a while. I used to say it at work. And people look at me and go, you're what? Okie dokie. It's like the time I was preaching about chug hoes. Y'all remember when I used to preach about chug hoes? I preached about a chug hoe and 
Laura and Bob came up to me and went, what in the world is a chug hole? And I said, well, it's just a big old hole in the road, ain't it? What's an okie dokie? It's a person that has peace. It's a person that doesn't allow all of these other things of this world to bring us down. Where are you at today? What do you need to let go of? What needs to change? What is something in your life that will help you to lay aside to move forward in your life? Today the altar is always open. If God is talking to you about coming into your heart and into your life, Today would be a great day, and I promise you, when you stand up from the altar, you will be okie-dokie, won't you? Because you're going to have God in your life, and you're going to have Him as your personal Savior. Maybe it's the day today that you decide to become a member here at Bethlehem Church. We've changed that a little bit in our bylaws. Right now, you while we have to Say, as I've, I've read those bylaws, I understand those bylaws. And I'm going to do my very best to say this morning that I'm a Christian and I've been baptized. And guess what? We'll bring you into Bethlehem Church. Maybe that's you today. What is it? Maybe there's something you need to lay aside. Maybe there's somebody here this morning you just need to go up to before you leave and say, I love you. I love you. You don't have to get into a big, long conversation about why you love them. Just let them know that you love them and how much they mean to you. Whatever you need to be okie-dokie today, make sure you listen to God and do His will as we have our closing song.